going to talk a little bit about the saints today, so I'll start out with my patron saint, St. Francis of Assisi. There was a time um, when St. Francis was a, a sort of playboy or party boy, if you will. He came from a very successful family, um, had, had lots of money, lots of status in the community, and a series of events took Francis's health from him for a while as a young man. Um, and one thing led to another, and he found himself in a dilapidated chapel where the crucifix in that chapel, Christ spoke through it to him and said, Francis, repair my church, for it has fallen into disrepair. Francis took that literally. So he, went, he, um, he looked around and he's like, yeah, this place could use a makeover. So he, uh, he went to his father's shop, unbeknownst to his father, uh, took some very expensive fabric and took his father's favorite horse. And he took those things and sold them to some of his father's customers. Then he took the money and set about working on the church. Well, his father was very angry when he heard about this. He, he wasn't, it really wasn't the money probably for his father as much as the fact that he was uh, very uncomfortable with this conversion he saw in his son. He actually wanted his son, he would have rathered him go back to his partying ways, the things that he was doing beforehand than going about taking care of lepers, fixing up old churches, what have you. His father didn't like this at all. But Francis had caught on fire for, with the love of Christ. And Francis wanted to carry that into the world. So a very dramatic scene unfolded wherein Francis and his father went before the bishop. And his father demanded all of his things back. Francis gave him all of his things and much more. He gave him every stitch of clothing that he was wearing right there in front of the bishop and everybody. And he said, from now on, I will not say my father. I will say our father who art in heaven, meaning that he was cutting ties with anything that would inhibit him from carrying out Christ's message and, and Christ's work on earth. Yes, Francis had caught on fire, and he understood that even if his family was trying to stand in the way of that, then he had to put his family below what Jesus asked of him and what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do. And it seems like Francis certainly got the message of this gospel today. Sounds sort of harsh here in ways towards the end, of the division of families and so forth, and it's not typically what we think about when we think about Jesus, is it? Uh, we, we think about Jesus bringing peace to every situation and so on and so forth. But we see here that Jesus, Jesus came to set the earth on fire, and, and Jesus himself said, how I wish it was already so, how I wish it was already ablaze. He wanted his followers to understand this and to carry that out. He didn't want them to be passive spectators. Christianity is not a spectator sport. He wanted them to catch on fire, and he wanted nothing to stand between them and their love for him and what that love would compel them to do, to go and share that love with other people in the world who so desperately needed it. Now, we look at, um, we, we look at the second reading, and here at this point, the Holy Spirit had already come, and, and surely Jesus was thinking of the Holy Spirit when he thought of fire coming and setting our hearts on fire and leading us to great things, because that's what the Holy Spirit does, is it not, if we allow it to. But St. Paul showed us that we don't have to do this alone. He talked about a cloud, a great cloud of witnesses who are watching us. Think about that, brothers and sisters, the saints in heaven. What is the Catholic Church, the church that's kept the fire burning for over 2,000 years on this earth? What is it but the communion of saints? The earthly church, which is you and I, 
and our heavenly church where the saints are. The saints are there to help us on our mission. They're, they're there watching us. They've been through it. They've been through it collectively as a body. They've been through everything that we could ever face today, and they were victorious. The fire and the love that they had for Jesus Christ consumed them to the point that they earned a spot with him in heaven. They, they, they worked their way. They stayed the course. They set the world on fire, and they changed things, and now they're watching to see what we will do. But they don't just watch. They're there to help us. They're there for our intercession. There is a saint for just about any cause we can think of that, that had a, a unique challenge that he, over, he or she overcame with that issue or whatever the case might be. Anything we need help with, there is a saint for it. The, with St. Francis, it was you know, my own personal experience. When I became Catholic about, I guess, 16 years or so ago, and I was going through RCIA, <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'll say it. I wanted to find an obscure saint. I wanted to like really impress everybody. It's like, wow, who's his saint Tommy found? And I, but I kept coming back to St. Francis, and he's one of the most popular saints th there is. And I really didn't know why I chose St. Francis. I love animals, but you know, I'm not, not a veterinarian by any, any means or anything like that. So. Um, I, I didn't really understand everything he stood for. And I think most significantly for me in my life, I didn't even realize that he was a deacon, nor did I realize that I would wind up being a deacon. But St. Francis was a deacon. And St. Francis has helped me so much with so many things in my life. And his, ex his example and the, the way I see the way I see him deal with issues that I've had to deal with, it's really hit home for me that the Holy Spirit was very much involved with me picking St. Francis and not some little known saint that might, might be a little bit different and, and impressive, whatever the case might be. St. Francis was meant to help me along on my journey, uh, right down to the story that I shared with you today. But we have, there, there's one for all of us, and they are all there to help us in our earthly quest to set the world on fire, to first of all catch fire ourselves, to let our hearts catch on fire with the Holy Spirit, and then to follow the Holy Spirit. And that's really where the gospel was going. We have to cut ties if we're going to, we have to cut ties with anything that will inhibit our going where the Holy Spirit takes us, because where the Holy Spirit takes us is usually challenging and not always comfortable. But we do it together, brothers and sisters. We come here and we receive the sacraments. We draw strength from our Holy Catholic Church, both here on earth and with our brothers and sisters in heaven. And so we work, they watch over us, they help us, and someday we will all join together up there. But in the meantime, I will mention one more saint and a, and a quote that I loved that kept coming into my mind when I read this gospel today. And let's just keep this quote very close to our hearts. And it shouldn't be hard. It's actually painted inside of our school in the hallway. But St. Catherine of Siena once said, be who God intended you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Amen.